The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. You might even call me the Naughty Ranger. I may or may not have talked to an owl in my time. <laughs> we are built a little bit differently than a goose. I'm not sure they were using woodchucks over there. You wake up for a little bit, you maybe hit up the washroom, have a snack, go back to sleep. There are confused, angry muskrat teens sometimes. We can use our big human brains to realize that they're just sort of angry at the world and thinking about their family right now. I smell burning nuts. <gasps> You know, all those sound clips taken out of context, Barrett, make you sound like a crazy man. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, fair enough. And uh, you can, anything out of context. But uh, see, I, I always, I always chuckle and it's like, oh yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, Angry yeah. muskrats, I remember that. You know, you were featured in a staff meeting yesterday, right? This is how popular you've become on this show. And people are always asking, hey, hey, when's Barry going to be on next? Because I want to know what to do with this dead raccoon in my backyard. I'm not even kidding you. I okay. received an email like that just the other day. So let me ask for that, listener. What do you do in case you find a dead raccoon in your backyard? I told him to make a hat, but well, that didn't go over too well. No, in that case, um, I I would actually call the city. You call the city? I would Did they call come and pick that up? Maybe they may have conservation do that as well. It would yeah. depend on where it is. Yeah. Uh, they would be able to give you better advice. If you have to handle any sort of dead wildlife, yeah. gloves, good oh, disposable yeah. gloves. Yeah. Um, don't don't play with it. Don't allow your pets to play with it. Uh, take precautions because you don't know how that animal died. Well, this, um, yeah, right. This is the, the guy said my dog was sniffing around this, right? Yeah. And that's how he found it. He yeah. wouldn't have known. Oh, no, no, no. And that's the thing. I say don't let your pets play with it, but uh, that, that is oftentimes the first sign, isn't it? The dog is yeah. sniffing in, chewing on, rolling on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, try to try to limit that. and uh, Call 311. Call 311. And like, again, if you do have to touch it, make sure that you're wearing gloves and you wash up really, really, really well after. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is Barrett Miller. He's a uh, wildlife interpreter. Special projects. Special projects. At Fort White Alive, yeah. and he's a regular here on the show. So, uh, Barrett, uh, also, I, I saw some squirrels yesterday. Okay, gray or red? They're, well, they're gray yep. and they're gathering. Yep. And I, I went, no, 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 you guys are too early. Um, well, squirrels gather all the time. Yeah, like it's but this never... was intense, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the days are uh, days are getting shorter. We're... Winter is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do sort of sound a little bit like a Stark from about <laughs> the third week of July up until the first snow. Because, yeah, winter is on its way. The days are getting shorter. So what else can we notice from wildlife at this stage of the game when, when autumn is approaching? Well, first off, a lot of the young of the year are growing up. Uh, we actually got a call at Fort White yesterday. Why am I seeing geese again? So, well, they never really went away. No, but they're um, all big now. They are big now, and yeah. they're obvious, and they're getting their flight feathers back. Geese will lose their flight feathers. That's part of what makes mom and dad goose such good parents. They mm. can't fly away. I didn't they realize that. They have to stand their ground and defend their family. So they only stay because they have to then? Well, is it because they have to or because they were raised? That I, it, It's one of those chicken egg or I guess goose and egg questions. But uh, really, no, they have to stay there and look after the little ones. And now they need to teach the little ones to fly. So they'd better be able to fly themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen over the last uh, 10 days, flight is starting again. Are so, more animals digging holes now? 
as we get used to, like they're starting to make hibernation holes? Mm, probably not yet. No. Nope. Uh, if people are noticing more holes, it's probably because we um, we actually have had a little bit of rain off and on to soften up that really hard pan that we had in July. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the beginning of July to the beginning of August, we had really very little rain. And the ground was getting hard. Right. Very so now that it's a little bit more exactly. moist, they can actually get in there. Exactly. What does Barrett Miller do on his days off? Today, Barrett is is having a day off. He's not working at Fort White today. So you won't, if you're going there today, you won't see Barrett. Uh, but you spend all your time inside? <laughs> not on a day like today. Um, I'll be honest. If it was rainy and I'd be outside, but not, not all day. But yeah. uh, on a day like today, I think anybody who can should try to... If you're downtown, try to get out on a coffee break or a lunch break because it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. What else should we be noticing this time of year? And I do want to ask you about the eclipse in, in just a second. Okay. Um, what, how animals respond to that. It's kind of amazing, right? Well, one, it, you know, I don't actually have any firsthand experience with animals and eclipses. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Ah, so you're looking forward to seeing what you've read about occur, maybe? Even, even that, it happens so rarely. Uh, I really don't have a lot of experience with this. Um, I can tell you that the, we had yep. a, a, a total solar eclipse in 1979. Mm-hmm. It was in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. So not so much wildlife as opposed to now. But the birds stopped chirping. It was like night. It just became night. And then well, it became day again. Wednesday morning, just before the storm rolled through, things got very, very, very quiet. And what's actually interesting, I'll be... Be very quiet. I'm gonna need, I hope that it's clear and I hope that I can be outside for it because oftentimes when a storm rolls through or something happens and it does get dark in the middle of the day, all the daytime animals and birds do stop and you start hearing the things that you should hear at dusk going... 10 a.m. kind of thing. That's can you always... actually, can you tell if a storm is going to hit us or pass by us by animal behavior? Not accurately by animal behavior. You can tell when there's a storm close enough that you need to be watching the sky. Um, if I was in dense forest and all I had was a little chipmunk or some ants to look at, that would be sort of like the Environment Canada watch. There's a severe thunderstorm watch because the chipmunk is going to ground and the ants are starting to clump up. Ants clump up before a storm. They do. They do. Um, That's chemi- interesting. Their chemical signals don't travel as well. So if you don't want to get lost, you need to stay right behind the final ant. This is one of those ones that I thought was a total old, you know, old folks tale that yeah. had no validity. And then you saw it for yourself again and again and again. Wow. And it's sort of, I need to figure this one out. Yeah. And that was through reading, found out that, okay, there's a really good reason for that one. The other animal that people should watch. This is more of a winter storm one, but chickadees. The little birds. Yeah, the little birds. Uh, one of our volunteers at Fort White actually told me, if you walk, if you see the chickadees flying before dawn or after dusk in the dark, still feeding at a feeder or pecking at the trees, it's going to storm in about eight hours. Like if you see that in the morning, it's going to be a terrible drive home. If you see that just before you leave work or like supper time at home, uh-huh. Probably going to be a snowy, snowy day the next day. You're always good for a great tip like this. So well, what is it with chickadees doing what? The, just feeding before or after sunrise. Okay, so how do we sunset. see that they're feeding? What are they doing? Like if they're on like a, Eating? Yeah, eating. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Well, they're feeding. little birds. I don't know what they're doing there. Well, no, no. Feeding is the behavior where food goes... Yeah, no, no. no they're feeding. Um, if they're out after food, if they're flying to a feeder, or um, they also eat little insects and seeds off the trees. So yeah. if they're pulling food out of the bark and then flying up to a branch and chewing... That's feeding. Basically, if you see them flittering around, chickadees have to eat almost all the time. There's going to be a big storm. 
That's a the great pressure's point. dropping, a storm is on the way. That's a great thing to know. Yeah, it's, uh, and the timing too of dawn and dusk, it's sort of eight hours before rush hour, you see this, it's going to be a bad drive home. Because winter is coming. Yes. We need to know this because winter is coming. Barrett, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, there's Barrett Miller. Fort Wayne Live, Wildlife Interpret. The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global stream on Stack TV